Today on the Water Table Podcast, I'm talking with Carl Getter, and we're talking all things tiling and agriculture, from uh, what's happening with the fall harvest to land prices to uh, how busy the industry is on uh, delivering pipe. We're also just talking about the rural America and uh, what it's like to, to live out here in rural America during a fall season when everything is thriving. Join us, you'll enjoy it. Well, welcome back to the Water Table Podcast. Today I have Carl Getter with me, a segment lead here at Prinsco and a farmer in South Central Minnesota. And I uh, wanted to just take this time today, Carl, to visit a little bit about harvest. And we're at that time of the year and actually in your area getting getting pretty far along, almost done. But uh, both of your jobs that you have, you have a pretty good take on on you know not only south central minnesota but uh also kind of what's happening around the midwest as far as harvest is going and how farmers are doing what they're seeing for yields and how they're just kind of feeling about the year as we're you know coming quickly to an end so welcome to the podcast yeah thanks jamie thanks for having me back again it's been you know really a blessing over the past 20 some odd years of my career I've been involved in with farmers across the U.S. from from the very southeast to the northwest and even really across Canada, from eastern Canada all the way out to Saskatchewan, Alberta. I even did a couple of projects one, one time out in British Columbia. So it has been fun to get introduced to a lot of different people. Some you really connect with, right? So you stay friends over over the years. Some you kind of drift away from and you lose contact. But it's, this time of year, it's kind of fun to be able to call those guys and visit a little bit and and uh, talk crops, talk talk farming in general, right? Obviously, they know, they know what I do other than farming, working for Prinsco. So tile comes up, right? So I've been blessed just to be able to create a lot of those contacts. But this particular fall, it has been it's been crazy for a number of reasons. But you know, from the on the farming side of things, we were so excited for this fall to start. It was early. I can remember thinking back in August and September, September, I was picking ears of corn and calling you and telling you that our moisture was 26, 27 percent. And we were all jacked up because we're going to be done with harvest by the middle of October. Right. I can get my deer stand all prepped for deer hunting. Hasn't happened. This thing has drug out like like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because when you say that you're calling me and I remember those calls, too. And um, I can remember saying to my wife at one point is. You know, every year there's something, and we always think, boy, it's going to be a late, you know, this year being one of them, we, if you go back to spring, you know, things didn't get planted early by any any stretch this year. So we thought, you know, it wouldn't be early. Well, then how the summer played out with the heat and the heat units, um, all of a sudden it was going to be early. And I, where I'm going with that is I can remember telling my wife in late August, I I just don't see a scenario where this isn't the year that we're done early, you know, because those guys, you know, had a lot of their beans harvested by the 15th of September this year. Well, then all of a sudden things changed, rain and and different, you know, different dynamics that happened. So you're right. It it always, the averages always play out um, as long as both of you and I have been around um, farming and this business, it always it always averages out even in shorter periods of time than you think is possible. Yeah. It's just the crop, the crop really matured quickly. Obviously we had record heat growing degree units in a lot, a lot of the country actually specifically up here in the upper Midwest um, where it really brought things along. 
in the drought stricken areas. So you take you know Western Iowa, some of Minnesota, some of South Dakota. Um, you know, there's some speculation that when we started to get rain here again towards the end of end of August, I guess some more a little bit of rain in September. Now in October that possibly the corn tried to regrow a little bit again and just kind of tr- held on a little bit because we really didn't see that nice drop in moisture in the corn as it matured through the end of September and October. But, you know, lots of other parts of the country, if you look at, if you look at Illinois and Indiana, there was, you know, some variability there as well. There's parts of Illinois and Indiana that are pretty much buttoned up and there's parts of Illinois and Indiana that, that really have some crop to come out of the field yet. Um, you know, they weren't quite as drought stricken out in that area. So things are probably a little more uniform than what they are as you move into Iowa, move into Minnesota, uh, South Dakota. And then North Dakota is always its own animal up there. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, no, it's, it's really drawn out um, in terms of yields, right, what the guys are seeing across the country. Again, in this, what I'm going to call the kind of drought stricken area, probably as variable as I've ever seen, even on our own farm, right? I mean, Redwood County in Minnesota is typically pretty good ground. It's maybe not what it is in some parts of the country, but as far as in Minnesota and the Iowa, I mean, it's it's pretty decent. It's usually pretty uniform. Um, but in saying that, the variability has been in, incredible. Beans, not so much, uh, but especially in corn, you, you've got parts of a field that are doing 100 bushel and you got parts of a field that are doing 130 or 230 bushel right which we just don't typically see the the dirt that's underneath really made the difference this year i think right i mean if you have a good clay base underneath um it held on a lot better if it maybe got a little light or a little loamy sand underneath and didn't hold the water quite as well or didn't have the ability to wick water quite as well i mean it dropped pretty quick so i mean in this neck of the woods tons of variability Iowa, northeast Iowa, if you get a severe northeast Iowa, almost up to the like southeast Minnesota border, there was some real droughty areas down there as well, some really ugly crops. But again, I mean, you can go south then 30, 40 miles and see some of the best corn that they've ever raised. And then you go a little farther south, you get down by, you know, maybe down towards Waterloo and down farther that way, then you have some more droughty areas again. Sure. So, man, it was sporadic. And, uh, I don't think anyone, there was very few parts of the country, I think, this year where you say, man, it was a garden year. It was just yeah. absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah. And and it's interesting, too, even like you say, not you don't have to go very far from, from where you live to, you know, our studio here where we are today is an hour drive. Um, and, and it was it was different here or it was different, you know, 40 miles west of here than it is here too. Um, just from the standpoint of a lot of variability, obviously it's going to be different in that amount, that, that amount of, uh, land and, and miles, but, but, uh, you know, significant variability in some of that. So we saw that across the whole region and, um, and, uh, you know, that, that plays out to a certain extent every year, but obviously, this year it's it's more what about uh what are you hearing in the dakotas you know like you said uh north dakota is kind of its own thing up there but uh i have not personally heard a lot about um what harvest was like or or how um you know the early fall tiling is going in those areas or you hear much so you know pipe from the pipe side you know fall tiling 
kind of the same as farming, right? Contractors were all jacked up because it was going to be an early year and they were going to have a, the potential for a long year. I mean, the end of the year is really where they make it. I mean, how long are we going to go in November? Will we tile till November or will we tile till Thanksgiving? Or are we going to get maybe till Christmas again this year? So, I mean, that's a big part of how their year ends. Um, but they're going strong in North Dakota. I mean, uh, the, the projects have been nice size up there. There's been a good number of projects. I think contractors are, you know, for the most part, pretty booked up for the year, if not booking in the next year already. I've had some conversations already about going into 2024. Crops were variable, but maybe not as bad as in some of the areas to the south. Uh, I haven't heard a ton on the sugar beets other than that the pre-lift was really good. I haven't heard what the final results on the sugar beets have been. And I've heard of some good corn yields all the way out to Carrington, North Dakota, uh, for some guys. So I think the the crops are good enough in that area where, you know, I think guys are going to make some money. I think Thailand's going to be strong up there again next year. And, um, you know, it's, um, it all, it all depend upon how many, many more days we get before the snowballs fly. I think it's supposed to snow up there today. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, what did I say? Uh, uh, Grand Forks up to six inches, possibly. Yeah, or something. We're recording this on uh, October 26th. And I actually saw last night, there was snow. I don't know how much, but on the radar, there was snow Grand Forks and north into Manitoba. So I didn't think so much about farming. I was thinking about the ducks coming down, seeing if <laughs> if we would uh, get a push this weekend. But, but you know, look, there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that don't have a um, real knowledge around sugar beets in, in that industry. But we do here. We, don't, we have a plant and in Renville County, and then they have um, several plants in the Red River Valley, and that is one thing I, d- I don't know much about this year. It's been really quiet um, the sugar beet harvest, and I think it's because you know the fall drug out from a soybean corn standpoint. But I think it was really quite good for the sugar beet harvest from the standpoint that we didn't have any cold weather until really now. Um, we didn't have any of those real cold snaps where they might have to stop for a day or two. Um, temperature wise and so i think that that harvest went quite smooth but i don't know that I yeah they they stopped a couple days especially in the in the minute in the renville area they stopped a couple days because of heat it actually got too warm and we had some really warm days yeah. during during uh early stages of beet lifting and also the soybean harvest but since then it's been I mean, the temperatures i think have been conducive to lifting yeah. beets and it seems like it just kind of happened yeah. really no yeah. big yeah. no big issues but yeah Yep, it's uh, for those of you know that haven't seen that in the areas where we live. It's it's a big industry, and you know it puts a lot more trucks on the roads. And um, like you and I talked, which is just kind of an interesting conversation piece. Is you know when you're in rural America, and in our case, rural Minnesota, and when everything's going that first you know couple of days or first week of harvest when they're lifting beets and they're they're uh, harvesting soybeans and some guys are in corn and all the activity it's it's pretty remarkable um and kind of a kind of a neat thing to see if you if you haven't seen it 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 should be like one of the wonders of the world really i mean to think about all that stuff coming out and you know growing up in wabasso <clears throat> and i don't care if it's wabasso or any other small town right. across the country really the whole community the way it I mean, my wife kind of hates this, right? Because it's like the whole community shuts down to some degree. I shouldn't say she hates it, but she, she just, it's something that's weird to her. But everybody, 
everybody rallies around getting the crop out, right? You go to church on Sunday and the priest gives a blessing for for farmers, right? Or everybody who's got a spare guy or some guy that's maybe he's a plumber in town, right? But in the night now, he, at, in the evenings, he goes out and drives a truck. So the way it, it just shifts and when it's harvest, it's almost like it's its own animal, right? And then you got all the farmers, like you said, all the farmers on the road and you got beet trucks on the road and you got tiling contractors moving tiling equipment from one field to the next, right? So it's crazy. It's a crazy time of year. It's a fun time of year. Kind of like the culmination of all the things you've done all year long all come together at once. Unfortunately, it only lasts a month and a half, right? Right, right. So let's shift gears a little bit, Carl, to, you know, this the busyness of the tiling industry and, and uh, Princeco and, and our deliveries and, and where our customers and contractors are at now this fall, at this time in the fall, um, with how, how their work is going. Right, yeah. I mean, the, the the trucks hauling tile really adds to the adds to the number of trucks that are on the road. And, you know, this year, like we talked a little earlier, it was um, maybe a sleeper getting started just because that, that harvest did kind of de- get delayed a little bit. And it wasn't just a wham, bam, slam, and we're, we're done by October 15th. But all in all, I would say we're, we're very comfortably busy right now. Uh, contractors, like I mentioned earlier, have, I think they have a, a nice number of projects out there and um, heck, a lot of them are even probably booked for the year. Uh, some projects still coming in, but our plants are doing well. Uh, they're, they're moving pipe. Um, we're seeing volumes that are well, like you should see this time of the time of the year in fall. Um, I think it's going to continue on. Uh, we may still have our, our biggest spurt still in front of us, but all in all, I mean, the plants are performing well. Um, Trucks are moving pipe every day, and and we really don't have anything to complain about. Yeah, and you know, I think historically, I think that's different for probably every area. But you know, my my focus is kind of where I live, of course. So, you know, in this this central Minnesota area, I think like right now, you know, the twenty fourth, twenty fifth of October for about three weeks is typically the busiest. You know, when you say we might get busier, I think we will um, here. But uh, if you just look historically, you know, up until and like you said earlier in this conversation around Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving is always kind of that weather vein. Can we yank it till Thanksgiving and anything after that's a bonus. So um, really no different than the farming piece. You know, in Tile, we talked about it being really should be a seventh wonder of the world, eighth wonder of the world, whatever you want to call it. As far as how fast things come out, if you really think about how fast we ship when it's really going right. And now we're going to get to the end of harvest here. I mean, we are in a lot of areas. We'll finish up in the rest of the areas. And then if, if the guys that had a farmer plows, right, the, the, uh, decide to go out and do some work, it uh, has the potential to just get absolutely nuts here yet for, for a while. And we could get some really nice weather yet. That's the thing. We're, we're not late yet, yep. right? We're sitting yep. here on the 26th. Is it today or yep. something like that of yep. October? So, you know, we always have this early, early, cold front move through, give us a little scare, right? Someone asked me one day, well, how do you, how do you decide, you know, how long you think we're going to get to tile in the fall, right? You got all the old guys with the Wiseman's tail. You got this guy says, well, if the muskrats build their muskrat houses tall, it's going to be a bad winter. And then there's the guys with the, if the raindrops make puddles, whatever the case may be. But, and this is probably just as, as irrelevant as those, but over the years, I mean, I've been kind of watching this in the tiling industry for 20 some years. We talk about averages, right? So I always look out west, and when the mountains get their first snow, 
right? Their first real big storm. Then it seems like about two weeks later, you'll see that one move into Rapid City. Rapid City gets their first big dumping, right? And I get this, the Sioux Falls Weather Channel, so I see when that happens. And then usually we get a couple of weeks left. So we could have some real nice weather and uh, we could have easily have, you know, four to five weeks of strong digging here in front of us. Yeah, so. well, it's funny. I was smiling because you're... We're talking on 26th of October. This is released, I think, the 4th of November. But And the the forecast for the 4th of November here in Minnesota is pretty darn cold. And yet the reality of it is, you know, both you and I have memories and think about, like, weather from deer hunting time. So we've been both out deer hunting and, you know, that November 15 time where it's been 65 degrees. So, um, you know, usually if you have a... a cold snap in october it it's warms up again sometimes if it's mid-november then it's kind of you're kind of there till march but I, i'm pretty sure we're going to get warm again there's very few years that you don't make thanksgiving right yeah. especially in southern minnesota yeah. you know, years ago i shouldn't say that many years ago but you know you to go back to the early 2000s and i remember selling tile at that point and contractors were a little smaller then right so a big deal was thanksgiving because a lot of the contractors had their kids coming home from college or whatever the case may be, and they were going to have a decent crew, right? Yeah, so, hey, yeah. make sure we get enough pipe over the over the weekend for Thanksgiving weekend. So that's maybe changed a little bit just with some of the guys getting bigger and giving people off for some holidays. But we'll ship some more pipe for sure. How about, you know, what are you thinking about next year and uh, how you see this commodity price thing and then how that's how are farmers thinking about that, number one? And then the second part of the question is really, you know, on the on the drainage side and, and the tiling side, how what's kind of a preliminary outlook to 2024? So I would say this year, as we as we're getting close to the end of harvest, I think farmers are just kind of trying to digest 2023, right? They they've produced probably the most expensive crop they've ever produced in, in forms of input costs. Um, yields, right, are, I would say, you know, pretty good in most areas. Some areas better than others, probably not a ton of record yields across the country, but all in all, I'd say they're pretty good. Commodity prices have held in there. I mean, we're definitely down from where we were. Um, trading kind of flat right now. We had a we had a downturn. I'm, I'll probably get my dates wrong here, but maybe two weeks ago. And then we had a little rally here about a week ago or so. Now it's come back off a little bit. Um, this will be a year where your marketing really played a big role in what you had left at the end of the year. Not that that isn't the case every year, but maybe a little more pronounced this year. Um, there's definitely, I mean, some the guys are going to make some money. So as we roll through into drainage, you know, bring that forward. What is drainage going to look like in 2024? I think interest rates might play a bigger piece of that than maybe even maybe even uh, revenue from 2023, which if farmers are, I mean, farmers have to make money to spend money. They make money, they typically spend it. Banks like drainage projects, so typically that's something they'll spend it on. But it, there seems like a little bit of an uneasiness right now inputs have come down a little bit so our crop next year won't be as expensive as the one we had this year i don't think unless something really changes here quickly so that's come down a little bit but but uh i'm guessing some guys are going to probably try and take a little bigger cash position just because of the interest rates we were i was and i think probably some other guys under the same assumption that we'd see some 
pull back on the interest rates by the end of the year, but I haven't really seen it yet necessarily. It might still come. Maybe it'll come early in 2024, but it, it makes a difference. No, You're absolutely. talking about three, four, five percent over what it was a couple of years ago. It, it makes a difference. Yeah, I just did you know, nothing to do with this conversation, but it, it plays into what we're talking about. As I was reading something last night around, um, you know, if you bought a new car and, and uh, paid forty thousand dollars for it, didn't you know it got a loan for forty thousand dollars? That car is going to cost you ten thousand dollars more than what it cost you in twenty twenty one for the same loan because there were basically zero percent interest loans, um, and now they're in the nines for a car loan. So, um, you know, all that affects farming, whether it's equipment or whether it's, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure that isn't something I thought about. So I'm glad I asked the question, but, uh, I'm sure that is going to play a much bigger factor in 2024 is the interest rates. How about any, any thoughts on, you know, just personal thoughts on, on land values and what's happening with, with farmland? Haven't seen a lot sell lately. Um, been a few pieces that have sold, but it feels like that you know we've come off some of the highs in a, in a lot of cases. You're still you know seeing the onesie twosies in the newspaper, right? That are setting some records. I think there was just one in Missouri that went for just an just an outrageous amount of money. Um, but I haven't seen a ton lately uh, sell. I don't know. I don't know necessarily. If we'll see a huge pullback, right, just because there's guys are still making money, right, and and uh, the stuff that's selling, you know, if there's not a lot selling, you probably get the right buyers in the room, maybe, right, to help drive that or keep that price up a little bit. But I, I do think it's going to come off a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, the average and especially for ground that's not perfect. If you if you have a good piece, right, well drained. Lays nice, um, a big chunk, right? That that means a lot these days. I mean, people aren't necessarily looking for forties, yeah. right? They're looking for quarters. Um, if you have a nice piece, you're still going to get good money for it. But if it's marginal for any reason, I think that top's going to come off. And it wouldn't surprise me to see maybe a thousand, two thousand an acre erosion off of what we were, what it was bringing six, twelve months ago. Yeah, I would agree with that, and. You know, the one thing that definitely has changed is the investors are out of the market. It's farmers buying farmland right now, and for obvious reasons with the interest rates. And and so you get a great piece, and there's two farmers that have the wherewithal to buy it. It's probably still going to go pretty high. But if they don't want it, that investor's not there either. So it, it could erode quite a bit. Depends who's in the room. Yep. Or yep. online, I guess, yep. these days. Yep. have to be in the room, but yep. online. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for joining me today, and uh, let's keep uh, let's keep the conversation going as time goes on, and keep talking about what's happening in uh, rural America with with our industry and with farming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. I have so much fun uh, recording these. I hope you have as much fun listening as I do recording. These episodes are available on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So find them and download them when you can. Thanks for joining us.